0: You're listening to the Judicial Watch Weekly Update with Tom Fitton. Hey everyone, Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton here with our weekly update on social media. So much going on this week. Uh, really the collapse of the Justice Department in terms of integrity. Uh, to the degree it already isn't complete. Uh, there's, there's no redeeming it with the new information that's out about the way Hunter and Joe Biden have been treated and investigations into their criminality obstructed. I'll talk about that. Uh, So so outrageous. you won't believe the details that are coming out about this. Uh, And of course there's that hunter plea deal that's all part of it but that's just one aspect of the corruption. Also we've had uh, some at least good news in Congress. Modest uh, accountability for Adam Schiff. I'll talk about that. Adam Schiff one of the ethically one of the worst members of Congress. Uh, Judicial Watch has a new lawsuit about the censorship that's ongoing by the deep state. Uh, Plus we've got the details as I said on this these new revelations about um, Hunter Biden and uh, the efforts by Biden appointees to Uh, obstruct justice on his behalf but before we begin I want to point out I'm wearing the Judicial Watch t-shirt at least one of our shirts Uh, they're all available this and other fine merchandise is available on our Judicial Watch website uh, or store it's shopjw.org shopjw.org it's a great way to support Judicial Watch Uh, you buy something from the store and a portion of that purchase goes to support Judicial Watch and so you can see our, 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 uh, our mark up here and in the back, I don't know, it's, it's a little bit small but you can see um, we have our motto. Our motto is because no one is above the law. I guess it's our motivation too because <laughs> too often um, here in Washington DC, we uh, act as if there are a lot of people above the law and that shouldn't be the case and certainly our Republican form of government depends on that ideal and that's why Judicial Watch has adopted it as its motto. So if you like this shirt or you want mugs and keychains, you know the the type of typical merchandise a group like Judicial Watch would have, we've got a lot of great stuff there too. we got polos and sweatshirts and hats, we got great hats. Uh, There's a nice red JW one there I think you can go and purchase. So I encourage you uh, to support Judicial Watch that way, Um, you know, the left isn't going to give us money from the government so you have to support us, dear citizens. So uh, anything you're able to do not only obviously you can make a purchase at Shop JW but also you can just make a donation outright to Judicial Watch uh, because no one is doing as much to uncover government corruption in the face of uh significant pushback from uh the government uh, as judicial watch is so first up is the uh news this week that uh the justice department has ethically uh collapsed they uh, concocted and came up with a plea deal uh for hunter biden uh that rest- uh that uh limits the charges to two misdemeanors related to um, tax evasion and then there's an issue about false statements on a gun, federal gun form uh, that isn't even part of the plea deal technically meaning he's not pleading guilty to a charge they're just going to immediately divert him into some sort of program uh, to erase the uh, gun charge essentially from uh, his record. Now as you know Judicial Watch have been investigating uh, the way the FBI and the Secret Service had been protecting Hunter Biden uh, on specifically on the gun charge where uh, his uh, then girlfriend um, and widow of his brother took a gun of his and threw it in a dumpster near a school I think and uh, the reports were that the Secret Service and or the FBI went to the store where he purchased the weapons and vacuumed up documents and we've been trying to investigate that through litigation for some time. But of course, the big deal is that this is, uh, this plea deal makes a mockery of the rule of law and justice. It obviously is not sufficient given the criminality that's been publicized about what Hunter's been up to, both in his laptop, through testimony of Tony Babalunsky, and, uh, just new information, for instance, showing that there were numerous years in which he evaded taxes that he doesn't have to pay anything for. And of course he was operating it looks like as a foreign agent, uh, nothing's going to be done there uh, in terms of criminal uh, prosecution, I guess only Dem- republicans get prosecuted for that, think of Paul Manafort. Uh, you have bribery potentially there, conspiracy, uh, and of course that's just for Hunter. And by narrowing these charges they protect Joe as well uh because a lot of those charges necessarily would implicate Joe Biden uh based on all the evidence that's out there. So this was kind of uh this was a two for uh in the last few weeks by the Justice Department. Uh they set the table for 2024, arrest Trump, come up with these uh slap on the wrist plea deal charges for Hunter that require no jail time, it looks like based on the reporting, and therefore clear the board in terms of Biden corruption, potentially leading to the jailing of Trump uh, just in time for the election. Now, the uh, Biden gang, as suggested, the Attorney General, excuse me, the U.S. Attorney and the Justice Department suggested, well, the investigation continues. Well, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense because you don't continue an investigation by indicting in the middle of it one of the key witnesses, if there's gonna be more substantial charges against him. I mean, this is it, according to Hunter's lawyers. And I think Hunter's lawyers probably have more credibility than Eric, uh, um, Mr. Merrick Garland, and Mr. Weiss, the U.S. Attorney in Delaware, who's been a slow rolling this case as well. And as we've been noting, uh, this this indictment is the result of a corrupt process, right? So the indictment is necessarily, Excuse me, the, the plea agreement is is evidence of corruption. It's not accountability. That's kind of the, the crazy thing about it. And uh, this is the statement we put out in response to the indictment or the plea deal of Hunter Biden. Uh, again, misdemeanor tax violations and a false statement tied to a gun purchase. And the false statement, of course, isn't even going to be prosecuted so, or he has to plead out to. Simply put, the Garland Justice Department's disparate treatment of Hunter Biden and President Trump is an abomination unto the law. The sweetheart plea deal with Hunter Biden is a thumb in the eye to the fair administration of justice. It is a miscarriage of justice whose chief beneficiary is President Biden. For far too long, Biden has avoided any serious investigation of his involvement in Hunter's corrupt foreign business dealings. The plea deal, which doesn't address the strong evidence of Biden family racketeering, is a sham. Garland has now cleared the board for Biden's uh, Biden's re-election campaign by arresting Trump and shutting down the the Biden family corruption issue with this rigged plea deal. And by refusing to appoint a special counsel, Garland avoids having to issue a public report disclosing the facts and details behind this charade. The Justice Department has been irredeemably compromised by its politicized politicized prosecutions and cover-ups. Congress has no choice but to initiate an immediate impeachment inquiry uh, into Joe Biden and Merrick Garland. In the meantime, Judicial Watch will continue its leadership role investigating and exposing the worsening Biden corruption crisis through our numerous FOIA and federal uh, and state lawsuits. So uh, this is just the beginning of the Biden corruption scandals based on the revelations that emerged immediately after this uh, plea deal was announced. The revelations would show as I said it was rigged. The documents show um, as released by the House Ways and Means Committee a whistleblower who was the top criminal investigator at this, uh, at the IRS responsible for investigating Hunter's uh, potential IRS crimes or tax crimes, uh, came forward and uh, his testimony, which was again, was under oath, has, has really shocked Washington. Even the Democrats are a little bit nervous. Uh, his, um, this is what uh, the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee said about this new information. The American people deserve to know that when it comes to criminal enforcement, they are not, they are not on the same playing field as the wealthy and politically connected class. The preferential treatment Hunter Biden received would never have been granted to ordinary Americans. And uh, this is after he noted uh, that IRS employees blew the whistle on misconduct at the IRS and the Biden Department of Justice regarding unequal enforcement of tax law, interference, and government abuse in the handling of investigations into criminal activity by President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and retaliation against IRS employees for blowing the whistle on this issue. Whistleblowers describe how the Biden Justice Department intervened and overstepped in a campaign to protect the son of Joe Biden by delaying, divulging, and denying an ongoing investigation into Hunter Biden's alleged tax crimes. The testimony shows tactics used by the Justice Department to delay the investigation long enough to reach the statute of limitations. Evidence they divulged sensitive actions by the investigative team to Biden's attorney and uh, they denied requests by the US Attorney to bring charges against Biden. IRS employees who blew the whistle on this abuse were retaliated against despite a commitment. Uh, IRS Commissioner Werfel uh, made before the Ways and Means Committee to uphold their legal protections. And Warfell is a, a appointee of President Biden. They were removed from this investigation. They were removed from this investigation after they responsibly worked through the chain of command to raise their concerns. The committee had acted in good faith with participation from Democrats and Republicans. Actually Democrats voted against releasing this information as the issues raised today ought to be a bipartisan concern hopefully we can find a path forward to continue to go where the facts lead us now and then he says something about you know the powerful and connected which is all well and good it's not the powerful and connected it's hunter and joe biden who are protected no other wealthy individual would get this sort of of, of disparate uh, the special treatment that a hunter got and here's the material you have this material was released by uh, the House Ways and Means Committee as, after a partisan vote. Democrats wanted to investigate it further before it was released, which is hilarious. Uh, it's the, uh, there are statements and letters from the lawyers, and these two documents are depositions of Mr. Sha- um, uh, Shapely and his associate, someone who worked for him at the IRS, whose name is still um, confidential. And I'm gonna try to go through, as best as I can recall, the various issues that have been raised by Mr. Shapley. Shapley was a a supervisory special agent for the IRS criminal investigation unit at the US Department of Treasury. So he's a senior um, uh, investigator who supervised line agents in carrying out the investigation of Hunter Biden as that investigation related to potential criminal violations of the United States Code. So that's his statement that he had given uh, um, pursuant to law to the House Ways and Means Committee. And one of the issues that he raised and uh, that he knows has happened is that he saw that this infamous uh, one was it 1023-D uh, FBI document that documented the audio tapes allegedly made of Hunter and Joe Biden talking about their dealings with Burisma, the uh, allegations of bribery that was sought by Hunter and Joe, five million for Hunter, five million for Joe, coercion uh, that this Burisma executive faced or felt as a result of dealing with Hunter and Joe to engage in this bribery. And what had happened was that this information came in from a, um, a well known source by a well-known FBI source, and Barr sent it over to the the, uh, Delaware U.S. Attorney. Now, the Delaware U.S. Attorney, everyone is telling us, oh, he's a Trump appointee. Well, that's true, but it's misleading. U.S. Attorneys in blue states are essentially political acolytes or... um, they're basically friends of the senators of those states. They don't go move forward in the nomination process unless they're approved by, uh, the senators of the home state. So you have these various U.S. attorneys, and they're generally selected by the home state senators. And the Repub- and whether it be Republican or Democrat, you know, th- it, it doesn't necessarily tell you uh, their political allegiance. For instance, Mr. Weiss, who was appointed by Trump, had been a long time attorney at um, a U.S. Attorney, worked in the U.S. Attorney's Office up there in Delaware, and he had um, been appointed as an interim attorney, a U.S. Attorney, or acting U.S. Attorney by President Obama, it's a political position. So I mean Obama trusted him enough to let him run the office, the Justice Department under Obama, and so <laughs> When it comes time for Trump to pick his U.S. attorney for Delaware, he was given this name, Mr. Weiss's name, by the two Democrats in Delaware who were senators. And that's how he got his job. So to call him a Trump appointee doesn't tell the full story. And you can see why the full story needs to be explained uh, given Weiss's subsequent actions, including this outrageous and corrupt plea deal. Uh, also, according to these whistleblowers, so you have Shapely coming out and saying this, and virtually everything he said has been confirmed to the extent it was possible by um, his colleague on, uh, his who was working with him on this case. So there are two whistleblowers. So Mr. Weiss evidently had tried to go, to U.S. Attorney, to get Hunter indicted on serious tax, tax charges that go back to 2014 or 15, here in Washington, D.C., because that's where he was living and doing business at the time. And the Biden-appointed U.S. attorney, Mr. Graves, here in Washington, D.C., refused to let him do it. And as a result, those charges have disappeared because it's it's too late. The statute of limitations has passed. Similarly, there were other charges that were... uh, sought in the Central District of California that seemed to have been squelched by the Biden Justice Department. Also Mr. Weiss himself according to um, what Weiss told uh, a whole bunch of people at a meeting uh, that Shapely attended had sought to be given special counsel status by Merrick Garland and Garland declined. Now in response to these allegations that are in black and white here, and there's so much other detail. For instance, there's a text message to, it looks like one of uh, Hunter's buzz- Chinese communist business partners, and he's texting, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't have the text in front of me, but you can look it up. I'm sitting here with my father, and you better come, you better, you know, give me the deal, uh, you know, come through on the deal you promised, otherwise, I'm gonna tell my father, and, you know, you'll you'll be harmed as a result if you don't come through because of what my father will do to you I mean just naked intimidation and threats uh, based on his relationship with his father and the text was sent shortly after Biden was I think it was in 2017 so he wasn't vice president but obviously he was a powerful political figure and he was a putative candidate uh, for president even at that time and it further demonstrates that Joe was involved in all of Hunter's business dealings. And of course, they didn't want to do that. Um, and according to Shapley, you had uh, Biden DOJ officials intervene to A, warning, warn attorneys for Biden that there was going to be a raid on a storage unit of Hunter's that uh, they restricted their ability to use Hunter Biden's name in certain subpoenas and discovery requests. They restricted asking what they were restricted from asking about the big guy. So they specifically said you can't ask about Joe Biden it looks like. And then you had this outright obstruction where Weiss wasn't able to get charges filed that he wanted to get child that filed which would have been much more significant reportedly i think there was eight million dollars in income that he didn't pay taxes on that they never charged him with in terms of criminal uh, tax evasion so talk about special treatment and so trump gets arrested and you guess where hunter was this week guess what his big deal was this week he was at the white house for a state dinner with the uh, prime minister of india I mean, talk about in your face, we don't care what you think. We're untouchable. That's the Biden's White House approach to this. And Garland was asked about this at a press conference today. And he said, uh, well, Weiss has full authority to do that, to do anything. I don't know how it could have been stopped. Uh, You know, any prosecutions could have been stopped. Well, that's not a response. Were they stopped? Did he ask you to be special counsel and he refused to? appoint him as special counsel. Now there's a special counsel looking in allegedly into Hunter's handling of records, excuse me, Joe's handling of records. And what was interesting is the um, New York Times asked me earlier this week um, to talk about the Hunter Biden investigation a bit. And I made the point again by not appointing a special counsel. The regulations require you to appoint a special counsel in the Justice Department if there's appearance of conflict of interest. It's, you know, people obviously see a conflict of interest when Biden's Justice Department is investigating his son, especially when the allegations relate to Joe as well. And um, the response by an anonymous source in response to my complaint was that, uh, well, we hadn't done invest- special counsels for prior presidential family members in the past. Well, first of all, that's dishonest because it it avoids the connection to Joe. But secondly, it's not true. I mean, they were targeting Donald Trump Jr. through the Mueller operation. So it's completely at odds with the facts. And the special counsel, one of the differences between a special counsel and a U.S. attorney, despite you know, uh, you know, I think the technical differences are are sometimes overstated but the special counsel is required to issue a report. So by avoiding a special counsel appointment for Hunter, for instance, you know under this plea agreement, let's say the plea agreement was the end of the road here, there would have been a report by the special counsel as to what went on and what they found. None of that is necessary here. So to me, what should be the response? Of course, Judicial Watch is gonna continue its litigation, as I said, We've got federal and state lawsuits uh, designed to uncover the full truth about Biden family corruption. Uh, You know, at least uh, dozens of Freedom of Information Act requests. um, I would say upwards of 10 FOIA lawsuits at this point now. I dare say it. No one's doing more to investigate Biden corruption through litigation than Judicial Watch. And of course, Congress has got to get on the ball as well. Now, there was an impeachment um, inquiry or an impeachment, articles of impeachment that were raised by Lauren Boebert, the congresswoman from Colorado, right? She um, wanted the floor to vote on it right then and there, and Republican leaders didn't want it to happen. So they shelved it. Oh, they said, no, it's, it's, don't worry, the process continues, but it's being buried in committees now. I mean you could have had articles of impeachment the way I understand it voted on this week just on on Biden's uh, failure to secure the border and aiding and abetting the invasion of the United States of America in a way never seen before in American history. But And so you know, as this astonishing evidence of corruption by Joe Biden and his Justice Department comes out this week Republicans are essentially tabling impeachment of Joe Biden but I think You know, this shows what the Justice Department's doing here, not only with Hunter, but the targeting of Trump. It shows that there's no way any Republican who says we have to let the criminal investigations work their way through. I mean, what earth are they living on that they think this Justice Department is ethically or legally capable of uh, investigating Joe Biden fairly or, frankly, any members of his family fairly? in a way that American people can have confidence that it's being done on the up and up. And so Congress has got to do what it can do under the law. And I think impeachment is is warranted. As a matter of fact, they don't have a choice. It's unavoidable if they're doing their job. And then secondly, or maybe firstly, you cut funding for, you restrict, you change the law related to how the Justice Department's operating. Who were, who, who was involved in this effort to obstruct this investigation? Zero out their salaries. Defund the operations that are abusing American citizens now, like the operations targeting Trump and other innocents, Jack Smith, etc. Impeach Garland. Referred for criminal investigation, Garland, if he lied about his involvement in the uh, Biden investigations. I mean, you, you we can go through bit by bit, piece by piece, what the Congress is able to do, none of which they seem really willing to do. I mean, I hear, you know, every time I raise this issue with Congress, um, and I don't raise it that much because it's so frustrating because I get the same answer each time, because I know you're concerned about it, so I say to staffers and members of Congress when I run into them hey where what's going on with accountability the American people you know we don't want to spend too much money and you know we want the border secure there's all sorts of issues out there but they also want to make sure our Republic is still alive after the Biden administration and that means you have to stop the unlawful abuse of American citizens everywhere you can and the t- typical response is well we're still investigating it which is fine. I mean, they are doing much more. I mean, for instance, this, uh, this material that came out from the Ways and Means Committee and, and the whistleblowers and, and the work of uh, Comer and Chuck Grassley and Jim Jordan is light years ahead of prior Republican investigations, not only in terms of aggressiveness, but in terms of um, uh, speed. Uh, so I don't want to overly criticize it. But on the other hand, it's, it, what they're doing is obviously necessary, but insufficient given the time uh given the time frame we're in and I don't mean because of elections I mean uh, you wait two years and it's too late it's too late and you can't just yell about someone after they leave office and think that's accountability I mean it's just not the way it works so that's why Congress really needs to get on the ball here, and you know, Judicial Watch will we'll, we'll keep on pushing on this outrageous corruption. But I tell you, um, as I said when I talked to Congress about this, or members of Congress, I said, "Whoa, well, we're talking about defunding the FBI's headquarters." I mean, you know, color me underwhelmed. Now I understand the FBI wants some gigantic headquarters that would turn them into some sort of even more of a monstrosity than they already are. And I understand that, that's fine. But it's woefully insufficient in terms of reigning in FBI abuses. It's woefully insufficient in terms of reigning in Justice Department abuses. So uh, there's an emergency, right? There's a rule of law emergency here in Washington, DC. Uh, Congress needs to step up. And I hope the courts, for instance, uh, start uh, taking this more seriously. I I'm, I'm, I am haven't talked, I, I don't know what, I, I shouldn't speculate as to what the legal possibility of this is. But I wonder, and maybe, maybe um, the experts out there can tell me, you know, can a court or would a court, given the circumstances of this plea agreement with Hunter, say, no, 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 no. I have evidence here. It was corrupted and obstructed this investigation, and uh, I'm not going to uh, uh, rubber stamp a plea agreement that's the result of government corruption. I, you know, I, based on my understanding, uh, a court could do that. Whether they will or not, I I I leave it to you. Uh, but I think that's something that should be looked at and seriously considered. Similarly, with Trump's indictment, uh, I hope the courts there shut that down as well. Given uh, the lack of uh, uh, the, the fact that there is no good faith basis to target Trump for mishandling documents that he had a right to have. I mean, that's the essence of it. The left doesn't want to deal with that, but that's the essence of it. And it was the prior position of the Justice Department in the Clinton-Soktoror case. They changed their position and they said, oh, all of a sudden, uh, where we used to believe that a president deserved all the deference in the world. Because it's Trump, we're going to try to jail him and change our mind on that and say he deserves no deference that we gave every other president in American history under this law. I hope the courts see through that immediately and shut it down. But in the meantime, as I said, Judicial Watch will continue its heavy lifting for the rule of law with your support. Uh, you know, like I said, we've got Hunter Biden investigations and lawsuits going on. We're in Delaware about the documents that Trump, uh, excuse me, that Biden has hidden up there. We've got lawsuits against the archives over uh, Biden corruption from the day he, when, he was invi- when he was vice president as it relates to his son and other entities around his son. Uh, we're gonna sue soon, I think, about this FBI document uh, uh, related to uh, the Barisma bribes, the $10 million in Barisma bribes that have been alleged by that source. We still haven't seen it publicly. I don't know why Congress hasn't released it. Well, I do know why Congress hasn't released it because they don't think they're able to under law yet. So let's get a lawful version of this document so we can give it to the American public so they can see what it is they were trying to bury. Oh, by the way, that document was hidden from the IRS investigator I'm talking about, the bribery document. I don't know if I said that in the beginning. So there's a lot going on but significant developments. I mean, if if the city was run sanely, this material would be the end of the Biden presidency, but it's not run sanely. So it's something to be overcome by the deep state and their media acolytes and the Democrat operatives that can control and run our media. And so um, what do we do in response? We do what we can under the law and we educate the American people. You call your members of Congress, you say this has got to be taken seriously. We don't want investigations world without end. We want accountability and punishment as soon as possible under the law. They know what to do, they just don't want to do it. And I have to say, one of the things I noted this week is uh, thank God for these conservative women on the hill, conservative women on the hill, members of congress who are taking a leadership role. it's not to say they do you know we should take special note when women do great things but you know the lo- the media loves promoting left-leaning women and their leadership while mocking conservative-leaning women and their leadership and so we've had these exciting um, um, leadership moves by uh, uh, female members of the House who were conservative. I was talking about uh, Congressman Luna last week who were working with to try to get information on the leaks targeting her by the Air Force, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene obviously she's been out there showing leadership, Boebert was out there showing leadership. Uh, so that's just great, great work. and. Uh, Also, Congressman Luna put out, uh, did something that is well past due, which is she got Adam Schiff, one of the worst members of Congress, censored by, censured by the House of Representatives. Something that happens relatively rarely, believe it or not. Uh, And why is Schiff one of the worst? Because he knowingly lied about Russia. He abused his office to target his political opponents. Uh, He abused his office to try to remove a president without foundation, not once but twice. So talk about sedition, Uh, it doesn't get any worse than Adam Schiff. And uh, this is the resolution that was passed finally. It was initially, uh, uh, the first version of it was rejected because I guess there was a big fine that was a potential underneath that made some Republicans nervous. Even though the fine was legal and legit, they still were nervous. So they took away the fine aspect. And this is the resolution that was passed. And I'm going to read it because it's worth sharing. Because the, uh, uh, the abuse by Schiff should not be forgotten. Because it, it colors and it helps explain what it is the deep state was doing, which were his allies over in the FBI, Justice Department, et etc., trying to target Trump. So this is the resolution, House Resolution 521, whereas whereas the allegation that President Donald Trump colluded with Russia to interfere in the 2016 presidential election has been revealed as false by numerous in-depth investigations including the recent report by Special Counsel John Durham which documents how the conspiracy theory was invented, funded, and spread by President Trump's political rivals. Whereas, Representative Adam Schiff, who served as ranking minority member and then chairman of the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence of the House of Representatives, occupied positions of extreme trust, affording him access to sensitive intelligence unavailable to most members of Congress. Whereas for years, Representative Schiff abused this trust by alleging he had evidence of collusion that, as is clear from reports by Special Counsel Robert Mueller, Department of Justice Inspector General Michael Horowitz, and Special Counsel Durham, never existed. Whereas for years, Representative Schiff has spread false accusations that the Trump campaign colluded with Russia. Whereas on March 20th, 2017, Representative Schiff perpetuated false allegations from the Steele dossier, accusing numerous Trump associates of colluding with Russia into the congressional record. Whereas once abusing his privileged access to classified information, Representative Schiff released a memo justifying the accuracy of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act warrant applications to Trump Associate Carter Page, of which was later found by Inspector General Horowitz to have 17 major mistakes and omissions provoking FISA court presiding judge at the time, Rosemary Collier, to state unequivocally that the Federal Bureau of Investigation, quote, misled the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. Whereas ranking minority member and chairman of the Intelligence Committee, Representative Schiff, behaved dishonestly and dishonorably on many other occasions, including by publicly falsely denying that his staff communicated with a whistleblower to launch the first impeachment of President Trump. Whereas as part of his impeachment efforts, During a hearing on September 26, 2019, President Schiff misled the public by reading a false retelling of a phone call between President Trump and Ukrainian President uh, Volodymyr Zelensky. Whereas on March 28, 2019, every Republican member of the Intelligence Committee signed a letter calling for Representative Schiff's immediate resignation as chairman. Whereas Representative Schiff hindered the ability of the Intelligence Committee to fulfill its oversight responsibilities over the intelligence community, um, excuse me, the ability of the Intelligence Committee to fulfill its oversight responsibilities over the intelligence community, an indispensable pillar of our national security; whereas these actions of Representative Schiff misled the American people and brought disrepute upon the House of Representatives; now, therefore, be it, it resolved that. The House of Representatives censures Adam Schiff, representative of the 30th Congressional District of California for misleading the American public and for conduct unbecoming of an elected member of the House of Representatives. Representative Adam Schiff will forthwith present himself in the well of the House of Representatives for the pronouncement of censure, which has occurred. Representative Adam Schiff will be censured with the public reading of this resolution by the Speaker. The Committee on Ethics shall conduct an investigation into Representative Adam Schiff's falsehoods, misrepresentations, and abuses of sensitive information. And you may have seen the video of all the Democrats surrounded Schiff and started cheering his name. That's how they celebrate misconduct and abuse of power and sedition. And a coup plot to take out our President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Celebrating the man who did it. Now what happens next, I think there's more than enough for expulsion. I think he should have been criminally investigated for his contacts and communications uh, with members of the, um, uh, with those involved in the Ukrainian uh, phone call deal that showed, looked to me like the mishandling of classified information and the illicit sharing of classified information. Uh, Certainly there's enough for expulsion here. Impeachment's another matter I think he technically can be impeached although the Senate I think as a matter of habit doesn't like to uh, even try members of the Congress uh, under impeachment they just want to uh, charge executive branch officials with impeachment they don't want to charge themselves uh, and uh, what's going to happen in the ex- in the House of Representatives next Uh, So they shall investigate it, so that means there has to be an investigation in the committee uh, uh, concerned about ethics. But the problem with the ethics committee is that it's split half and half. Unlike committees in the House, typically, uh, where the majority rules, right, you have more members of the majority party on a committee, so the committee essentially does what the majority wants to do, assuming all the, you know, all the Republicans or Democrats, whoever is in majority. Uh, all agree on that committee. But in the House Ethics Committee, you've got, I think, three Democrats and three Republicans. I think it's six. It doesn't matter, but it's split evenly in half. So the action that would be done has to be done with a majority, if there were any findings. So you can imagine where that's gonna go. So that's the challenge um, in terms of holding uh, uh, Schiff accountable. But, you know, you'd have to, you have to give credit where credit's due. Uh, I'm glad they were able to censure him. Uh, it's As I keep on saying, it was necessary, but it's not necessarily sufficient. But even getting to that necessary step took some leadership. And so I appreciate everyone who did it. And you should call and thank them for um, all members. Find out what they did. Let them know what you think about their votes. And demand more. Demand more accountability for people like Adam Schiff. And we need more censorship, censor, censure, resolutions, excuse me, uh, for you know, people like Eric Swalwell, people like Ilhan Omar, you know, other people who uh, have ethically engaged in misconduct uh, that uh, isn't being adequately investigated by the House Ethics Committee because of this bipartisan split that allows, essentially stops the Ethics Committee from doing anything substantial so uh, but Schiff is uh he could be senator one day you know he's running for senate in California so uh he may not be in the house much longer if if the if the primary works out well for him and he uh of course if he wins the primary he's likely to be senator given the political uh, makeup of California so we might have senator Schiff who knows uh, but I do think he shouldn't be immune from investigation and or prosecution because he's running for office or because he will even become more powerful in Washington DC that's that's um, that's the reality of it we can't let the fact that people are in high office uh, it means they get away with misconduct and corruption I mean with Trump they target people they target him despite having not engaged in misconduct and corruption and the reverse of that is people like Schiff uh, get away with murder so another, in terms of government corruption, something that I think is terribly serious and is ongoing is the censorship of American citizens by big tech media uh, in collusion with uh, the Biden administration. And prior to that, it was deep state agencies under the Trump administration. And Judicial Watch has been uh, pushing very hard to investigate this censorship with lawsuits. We've sued over censorship uh, in California against the state there who... Uh, abused our civil rights by censoring, citizen, by censoring our, our videos uh, related to um, uh, election issues in 2020. And Judicial Watch has a number of FOIA lawsuits already pending and we just filed a new important one uh, against a key agency that you may have never heard of before in the Department of Homeland Security. So the Department of Homeland Security, you may recall, was set up after 9-11 to better manage homeland security and protect us from foreign threats so of course what did the deep state do they immediately weaponized it against american citizens almost immediately and specifically conservatives and in this case uh, there was an organization that was set up within the department of homeland security and i think the trump administration allowed it to take place which was a mistake but this is where you know, everyone was all nervous about Russia interference in the twenty sixteen election, which, uh, in large measure, was immaterial. So they came up with this cybersecurity. What do they call it? The Cybersecurity and Information Security Agency. You know, designed to protect us from foreign uh, intervention in our elections through the internet and such. So what did they almost immediately start doing? Censoring Americans who were concerned about mailing, balloting, and other election law changes, and just questioning elections generally. So all First Amendment-protected speech. They didn't care much about the so-called Russians, and to the degree they were, cons- they cared about it, they maligned Americans, not necessarily size, but others, maligned Americans who suggested there were issues in the 2020 elections by accusing them of being Russian agents. It was outrageous, Schiff, Schiff was big on doing that by the way, Adam Schiff. Uh, so we have filed a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit just recently against uh, the Department of Homeland Security for all records of communications tied to this what I believe to be a nefarious entity called the Election Integrity Partnership. It's the Anti-Election Integrity Partnership as best as I can tell. And we ask for all emails, direct messages, task management alerts, or other records of communication related to the work of the Election Integrity Partnership sent via the Atlassian Jira, Jira, J-I-R-A, platform between any official or employee of the Cyber and Information Security Agency and any member, officer, employee, or representative of any of the following. And so this is the uh, fronts on the outside that were helping censor Americans. The Election Integrity Partnership, the University of Washington Center for an Informed Public, Stanford University's Internet Observatory, the Center for Internet Security, the Elections Infrastructure Information Sharing and Analysis Center, the National National Association of Secretaries of State, National Association of State Election Directors, Grafica, the Atlantic Council's Digital, <coughs> excuse me, digital forensics research laboratory, and any social media company. All memos of understanding guidelines or similar records related to the uh, cybersecurity and information security agencies use of this this computer platform for work related to the Election Integrity Partnership. So this Election Integrity Partnership essentially was a collaboration between these government entities and big tech And these left-wing allies on the outside, like the Center for an Informed Public and the University of Washington, the Stanford University's Internet Observatory, et cetera, to censor Americans. And they did it through this JIRA platform, I may be mispronouncing it, but it's J-I-R-A. And JIRA is a software application developed by an Australian company. Uh, which helps teams plan, assign, track, and report, and manage work. It brings teams together for everything from agile software development, customer support, startup, and enterprises. So by teams, substitute when it comes to suppressing your First Amendment rights, co-conspirators. And so what we're looking for is information about the conspiracy between the Biden administration and, frankly, the deep state under the Trump administration, and these outside entities using this specific computer system to censor you. That's how they did it. You know, we've been looking and researching this issue extraordinarily carefully, our investigators and our lawyers. There have been some public information about this as a result of the Twitter files and Judicial Watch is not slowing down. And we've filed additional lawsuits to uncover the details of this censorship. And it's not because unlike I should say unlike Russiagate because I think RussiaGate's still continuing meaning the abuse of Trump by the Justice Department and the FBI see the indictment the censorship of Americans have not hasn't stopped it, Twitter it's been dialed back significantly by Elon Musk and they're trying to destroy him as a result uh, Facebook it continues YouTube it continues uh, Google it continues Google owns YouTube Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, it continues. I mean they all have parent companies. Meta is Facebook and Instagram. Alphabet is Google and YouTube. And then you've got companies like LinkedIn and, thing li- and, and companies like that that also casually censor Americans for being on the wrong side of issues. And as we get closer to the election, there's gonna be more election censorship. And it's gonna be at the behest of the Biden administration and uh, we need to shut it down, and one way you shut it down is by exposing what's going on. And that's what we're doing with this lawsuit. Based on representations from the Election Integrity Partnership, the federal government, social media companies, uh, the Center for Internet Security, which is also funded partly by the DHS and the Defense Department, they communicated privately privately on this platform, this uh, sophisticated computer program. Uh, that I shared with you about. They stated the EIP, this is what the Election Integrity Project describes itself as doing. The EIP's core conveners are the Stanford Internet Observatory and the University of Washington Center for an Informed Public. We work in collaboration with some of the nation's leading institutions focused on analysis of online harms, including the National Conference on Citizenship, Graphica, and the Digital Forensic Research Lab, which I think is a left-wing group out in, I think it's in the UK. To be blunt, the Biden Department of Homeland Security is unlawfully hiding evidence of their election interference and censorship of Americans. That's what's happening right now. This is why we're in court. We asked for the documents, and they refused to give them to us, contrary to law. So now there's lawlessness on top of the lawlessness, the lawlessness of secrecy on top of the lawlessness of election interference and censorship. And as I said, we have all sorts of other litigation. We sued in January of this year, uh, the Justice Department for their communications between the Federal Bureau of Investigation and social media sites, because the FBI is pushing the censorship as well, in addition to helping Hunter hide gun information, it looks like. In September, we sued the Secretary of State of California, as I said, for having a YouTube video of Judicial Watch taken down. That's going to be on appeal now. And um, we published documents revealing how, uh, the, the way we got into that lawsuit, we found out how California Secretary of State officials, you know, were working, it looks like with the Biden campaign's PR firm, oh, but it's not the Biden campaign, it's just their PR firm, to censor Americans complaining about election law issues. So there's a lot going on. Judicial Watch has at least a half a dozen lawsuits on this, including a substantial one uh, directly against, uh, related to the violations of our civil rights against the state of California. And we're pressuring through litigation for the full truth on the Biden administration's continuing censorship of American citizens on election issues. And by the way, on COVID issues and other issues where we found that, uh, they're working hand in glove to continue to censor Americans as it relates to vaccines and criticism of COVID policies. I mean, for instance, did you see that Robert F. Kennedy's, um, junior, he's a now a candidate for president, they took down a video of his from YouTube because it supposedly had vaccine misinformation. I don't even, I, I don't, I hate to use the word misinformation because it's a made up word by the left and I'm not even sure what it means. Now I know technically what they think it means, but it's really just another excuse for uh, saying, I don't agree with that, or I dispute it, therefore let's come up with a new word to make it seem like a bad thing in order to justify censorship. And that's why they say the word misinformation and disinformation. It's things other people say that you want to censor. Now I guess, you know, as a citizen you may say, I don't want to see that, I want to censor it. But if you do it through the government, and you do it through improper pressure of uh, corporations or corporations do it through uh, illicit business practices and an illegal collusion with the government, then it's illegal. And uh, the First Amendment is uh, under attack in a way it's never been under attack in modern American history through this ongoing censorship, and Judicial Watch is deploying, I, would, I think, um, significant resources to do so, and with your support, we will do even more. So as I said in the beginning, support Judicial Watch, buy our merchandise, shopjw.org, and otherwise get the word out about all the information we're uncovering for you, the American people, as a Republican form of government and the rule of law faces an attack like it's never faced before at least in modern American history. Thank you for joining us, and I'll see you here next time on the Judicial Watch Weekly Update. Thanks for listening to the Judicial Watch Weekly Update with Tom Fitton. For more information, visit www.judicialwatch.org because no one is above the law.